The introit is in your service insert for Ash Wednesday. We stand. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me. For my soul's trust hath in me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without and amen. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, on this day the church begins a holy season of penitential and prayerful reflection. Our attention is especially directed to the holy suffering and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. From ancient times, the season of Lent has been kept as a time of devotion, self-denial, and humble repentance, born of a faithful heart that dwells confidently on his word and draws from it life and hope. Let us pray that our dear Father in heaven, for the sake of his beloved Son and in the power of his Holy Spirit, might richly bless this Lenten tide for us, that we may come to Easter with glad hearts and keep the feast in sincerity and truth. The litany is on page 279 in the front part of the hymnal. from sedition and from rebellion. 
from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. In all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death, and in the day of judgment, we poor sinners implore you to rule and govern your holy Christian church, to preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your wholesome word, and to sustain them in holy living, to put an end to all schisms and causes of offense, to bring into the way of truth all who have erred and are deceived, to beat down Satan under our feet, to send faithful labors into your harvest, and accompany your word with your grace and spirit. To raise those that fall and to strengthen those that stand, and to comfort and help the weak-hearted and the distressed. Give to all peoples concord and peace, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our president and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people, to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation to protect and guide all who travel, to grant all women with child and all mothers with infant children increasing happiness in their blessings, to defend all orphans and widows and provide for them, to strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, to free those in bondage and have mercy on us all. To forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. To give and preserve to our use the kindly fruits of the earth, and graciously to hear our prayers. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. takes away the sin of the world. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. 
God who takes away the sin of the world. O Christ, Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for Ash Wednesday is from the third chapter of Jonah. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent, and Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Then word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the kings and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? Then God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. This is the word of the Lord. A reading from the 59th chapter of Isaiah. For our transgressions are multiplied before you, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing from our God, seeking oppression and revolt, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, justice is turned back and righteousness stands afar off. For truth is fallen in the street and equity cannot enter, so truth fails. And he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. 
Then the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his own arm brought salvation for him, and his own righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay. Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. The coastlands he will fully repay. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The Redeemer will come to Zion, and to those who turn from transgression in Jacob, says the Lord. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My Spirit who is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants. Descendants, says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. The epistles from the second chapter of Joel. Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. And he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders, gather the children and nursing babes. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations. This is the word of the Lord. We stand. Merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. O Lord, deal not with us after our sins, nor reward us according to our iniquities. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, Lord. 
Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The hymn is in your bulletin.
Our sermon text is from Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Chapter 5, 6, and 7 of St. Matthew's Gospel are called the Sermon on the Mount. This sermon begins with a series of pronouncements of blessing, which we call the Beatitudes. The first is, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Those blessed ones are always poor, confessing their neediness before God. Even Luther has said that when he died, there was a piece of paper in his pocket that said, we all are beggars before God. You see, we have nothing to offer God. We are poor in respect to spiritual things. Our hands are not extended to God in order to give him something of value. Instead, we find that he has blessed us and that our hands are extended to receive his gifts. We are the blessed ones because what he has given to us, poor beggars. Similarly, following this sermon tonight, we will make our way to the baptismal font, and we will confess our sins. The servant of corporate confession and absolution says, But if we thus examine ourselves, we shall find nothing in us but sin and death, from which we cannot set ourselves free. You see, we bring nothing to God but our confession, a confession of our utter failure. And then, just as Jesus opened his mouth and declared, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted, God sends his blessings. He sends his blessings upon us with a servant to say, I forgive you all your sins. The last words of that service are so comforting. The God of peace will sanctify you wholly, and keep your spirit, soul, and body sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Go in peace. Matthew 5, verse 16. It says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We return to the baptismal font because it was there in holy baptism that God called us blessed ones and gave us a birth, a new birth. And he placed into our hands the light of Christ. And God directs us then to do good works, but with the result that our Father in heaven would get all of the glory, all of the credit. Now, how could God get any more credit than this? His blessed ones claim nothing of their own, yet they walk away from holy baptism to do good works. So where did they come from? Well, they must have come from God through holy baptism. Now, the Pharisees had their self-righteous hands full, and they refused to join and come to John's baptism with empty hands. They were rich in spirit because they made up their own good works. They got rich by massaging the laws of God so that the requirements were doable. 
They paraded their self-devised works around for everyone to see. Instead of God getting the glory, they were praised for their good works. It's no different today. Do you keep the law perfectly? Well, I try, Pastor. I didn't ask about trying. Do you keep the law perfectly? Well, not always. So do you keep the law perfectly? No, I guess I don't. You see, whenever Jesus came, he made a clean break from the Pharisees. Matthew 5.17 Do not think I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Jesus perfectly fulfilled the law so that we would have his God-given righteousness. So in Matthew 5.20 he says, For I tell you that unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Make no mistake about it, Jesus' righteousness far exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees. So tonight in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus addresses his believers who have far exceeding righteousness because they believe in him, and he cautions them. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. So you see that the producing of good works is not enough. He says, and when you pray, and when you fast, and and when you give to the needy, so whether it is almsgiving or prayer and fastings, yes, those have been the church's to-do list for Lent, of course, But we must recognize that simply to do them is not enough. If you do them to be seen by others, it is no good. We must recognize those three things. Well, maybe if I put them in a different way, it would be a little easier. How about loving your neighbor, hearing God's word, and disciplining your body? Yes, those are the things which we have been given. Again, out of thankfulness because of the righteousness that God might get the credit. Well, these things aren't easy. In a Calvin and Hobbes cartoon, the son was doing an impression of his father's advice. And he was mocking him. And so he said, Calvin, go do something you hate. It builds character. I know that you do things that you want to do. You go to work because it brings home a check. You pay your taxes because, well, someone will come and arrest you. And so you kind of want to do that. You speak in a certain way and act in a certain way because, well, it is respectful. You come to church because you get something out of it or you feel good after attending, which is all right and good. But how often do you do something that you hate? How often do you practice your God-given righteousness for no other reason that you are a child of God and you already have treasures in heaven? How often do you do something which you may hate, but just to please God, 
you do it anyway. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. When this verse says the word heart, it's not a reference to a person's emotions. It's not the things that get you excited. That's where your treasure is. It's not saying the thing that you love and desire. It's not saying that true believers will always be on fire for Jesus and they'll love every word that drops from his mouth. But your treasure is determined by what you do in spite of your own desires and maybe even if you hate. Jesus said in Matthew 21, What do you think? A man had two sons, and he went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterwards he changed his mind and went. And he went to the other son and said the same. And he said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? The first. The one who initially didn't want to go and work. But he did. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It says in All these will be given to you. You are a child of God, and everything that you have belongs to him. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. So practice your God-given righteousness by loving your neighbor, meditating upon God's word and prayer, and denying yourself. You see, we have a Jesus who has provided all things. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. The service continues in the hymnal, page 308, the front part of the hymnal. Dearly beloved, since it is our intention to come to the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, it is proper that we diligently examine ourselves, as St. Paul tells us to do, for this holy sacrament has been instituted for the special comfort and strengthening of those who humbly confess their sins and hunger and thirst for righteousness. But if we thus examine ourselves, we shall find nothing in us but sin and death, from which we cannot set ourselves free. Therefore, our Lord Jesus Christ has had mercy on us and has taken on himself our nature that he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God, and for us and for our deliverance suffered death, and all that we by our sins have deserved, and that we should the more confidently believe this and be strengthened by our faith in cheerful obedience to his holy will, he has instituted the holy sacrament of his supper in which he feeds us with his body and gives us to drink of his blood. Therefore, whoever eats of this bread and drinks of this cup, firmly believing the words of Christ, dwells in Christ and Christ in him and has eternal life. 
We should do this also in remembrance of him, showing his death, that he was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. And giving him our most hearty thanks, take up our cross and follow him. And according to his commandment, love one another as he has loved us. For we are all one body, even as we all eat of his body and drink of his blood. Humble yourselves before God, confess your sins to him, and implore his forgiveness. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Forgive me all my sins, and grant me the power of your Holy Spirit, that I may amend my sinful life. God, be gracious to you and strengthen your faith. We'll come forward with two rows. In the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The God of peace will sanctify you wholly and keep your spirit, soul, and body sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Go in peace. to the children of God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Jesus, which was shed for me, preserve my body and soul unto life everlasting. Amen. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ, given into death for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ, given for you. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. 
Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ shed for you. May this true body and blood strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and eat the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ given for you. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ. The body of Christ for you. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and eat the true body of Christ given for you. Take and drink. This is the true blood. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take and drink. This is the true blood. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and drink, this is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and drink, the true blood of Christ, shed for you. Take and drink, this is the true blood. Take and drink, this is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, shed for you. May this true body and blood strengthen and preserve your body and soul unto life everlasting. Depart in
partake and eat. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and eat. This is the true body. Take and eat. This is the true body. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and eat the true body of Christ given for you. of our Lord Jesus Christ shed for you. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and drink. This is the true blood. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. May this true body and blood strengthen and preserve your body and soul and the life everlasting. Depart in peace.
give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless with the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.